welcome to this very exciting bonus episode of Mum Talk Podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, you will have definitely seen that I was part of the Bugaboo Ant launch. So Bugaboo asked me, Mum Talk, to come and host a live panel on travel. And we couldn't have done it in a more beautiful location. We were up on the rooftop of John Lewis on Oxford Street. If you haven't been up there and you live in London, or maybe you don't, you're taking a day trip, but go up there. It is the most beautiful place to get out of the hustle and bustle of crazy Oxford Street and London. It's gorgeous. We had a yummy, yummy brunch. I didn't actually get to eat any of it myself, but it looked delicious, followed by the panel discussion. I was joined by Emma and Olivia, who have children themselves, and we chatted about travelling abroad with children, travelling around London or your local city, what to pack, the do's and don'ts, a few tips and tricks, and just sharing our experiences, which hopefully was really helpful for everybody there at the event. And we then went on to record this podcast. So they joined me in a beautiful little side room on the rooftop. I also managed to whiz in the designer, the actual designer of the Bugaboo Ant, Arnout, to come onto the podcast and give us a little bit of a lowdown of his inspiration behind designing the Bugaboo Ant and why he put in some certain features. So hopefully that will be really interesting for you guys to listen to. I loved meeting some of you, absolutely loved it. In fact, this has really inspired me to try and get together with more of you more often. So I'm going to somehow try and make that happen. If you did come and I didn't get to meet you, I'm so, so sorry. It was a really busy morning for me and I hope to meet you very, very soon. So enjoy what's to come. It was a beautiful warm day up on the rooftop. We certainly didn't feel like we were in England. Bugaboo very kindly put a fan in the room we were recording in for us, so you may occasionally pick that up on the audio as you listen through, but I really hope you enjoy. I'll catch up with you at the end. Okay, so welcome to the Bugaboo Ant Launch podcast. I am here with my wonderful panel guests. We have just got off from doing a panel straight into this side den, which is actually more than a den. It's a beautiful summer house with gorgeous boho style sofas and rugs and it's just stunning. I'm here with my wonderful panel guests, Olivia and Emma. Thank you so much for joining me on the panel just then and now on the podcast. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. We also have uh, Buddy with us, Emma's little three and a half month old. So sorry if you hear noises. No, no apology necessary. They are used to it with Amandine squealing in the background and also other babies squealing in the background. So, and he is so quiet. Oh, Haven't heard no. a peep out of him at all. In fact, all the babies out there were so quiet, weren't they? Yeah, they were really giving such good advice. They brought their A game today. <laughs> we were just saying actually about advice and it felt a little bit odd giving advice up there, didn't it? Because, you know, everyone is a mum. We're all mums. They're all mums, mums to be. And we were just saying that you figure it out as you go along most of the time and everyone's experience is different. And I think you learn from every experience. I know that every time we travel to France, which is what we do most often, I learn something new and I think, oh, you know what? But then when we go the next time, Amandine is, say, two months older and actually it doesn't apply anymore. So it is learning on the job with everything as like motherhood, every isn't element. it? Yeah, exactly. It's not just travel. That's just a kind of yeah. one I have to say, I was such a judgy mum before I had kids. (laughs) And then I realised that everyone is doing what's best for them. And, like, everyone knows their own child. And it's just, we're all just kind of muddling through. Exactly. And 
it's totally non-judgmental as well. You know, if you're in an airport and you're travelling around and you're struggling and you're having a shitty day, no one's judging you for that, are they? Well, no one really cares. No, They've got their no own shitty days to deal with. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think that's, that's so the point. No true. one actually cares. Well, yeah, no one gives it yeah. more than a moment's thought, yeah. a glance. So you yeah. can't worry about other people. You've got to do what's right for you. Exactly. So this podcast, we wanted to continue the conversation from the panel discussion and just essentially share what we shared with mums out there and um, experiences and questions that they had as well. So if you weren't able to make the event and maybe you live in Exeter like I do and couldn't make the travel up here with your little one, um, let's put it out here on the podcast so it's useful to you as well. So I'm going to run through some of the questions that I had on my little cards here um that we had about travel so we're going to start with um abroad first so every time i travel amandine's a different age you guys find it as well obviously it's a natural um that's how it works that's how it works (laughs) (laughs) it's never the same experience but traveling on a plane let's share a little bit about traveling on a plane the do's and don'ts what's been useful to take with you what's been and in the airport as well um share with us your experience of traveling on an aeroplane and through an airport with your little ones. What I will just add is um, Olivia has a little one, Ozzy, who is two, two and, and a half, half yeah. and is 20 weeks pregnant with another boy. And Emma has Buddy, who is, of course, three and a half months, and Azaria, who is three, yeah. just turned three. So they're pros. <laughs> Here am I with my 10-month-old. <laughs> I, what I would say is, and interesting you say that, is when they're on the move, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Because when they're... When you can keep them seated, I guess you're getting into on the move now, probably. Yeah. yeah. Ish. Um, but when they're sitting, yes, it's more frustrating in many ways because they get frustrated and they can't do things they want to be on the move. But when they are running around an airport, you know, or up and down the aisle of the plane, it's a different ballpark mm. of how you contain them because mm. they just want to be exploring. Mm, yeah. Um, so our top tips yeah I think well what we said out there was just a fully loaded iPad Um, also noise cancelling headphones I do um, ones that go over the head Mm. you can get kids ones and they've been quite good um, because otherwise they can get a bit frustrated if they can see Peppa but they can't hear what she's saying because it's such important content although Ozzy I find takes them like he puts them on because my husband's in music so he's got his proper headphones and he loves seeing them then he can't really he doesn't really want them on him. Like, yeah. it's, you know, again, but he'll get used to it. It's like, just because you think, but I bought you these amazing headphones, why aren't you wearing them? Like, it might not work the first time. You just keep offering, like, everything in life. Yeah. Um, but yes, I agree, that definitely makes the frustration of not hearing the iPad. Um, that's a solution to that. Yeah. Snacks. No, all the snacks. All the snacks. But hopefully, like, try and keep it nut-free just in case yes. there's any allergies. Because um, I've been, I've, yeah made that mistake before and been very hungry by the time we landed if you're on EasyJet and you need to buy something because you don't have anything yeah. you might be okay making the exception this time for it them to have things through. yeah it's it's about survival the, the journey I'm not yeah. saying the, the 10 day holiday or then you know although oh, that's up to you too I mean let's there. be honest all these chips yeah. and ice cream but still um you know, when we go on holiday, we relax and do things. So why can't yeah. the kids? I, you know, I'm not saying let them run riot, but also just to take the pressure off yourself. Like, you're not doing anything wrong if you let them have the box of Pringles mm. for like the two hours. If that keeps them quiet and happy, everyone's happy. I um, gave Amandine 
my phone for the first time the other day and everything in my mind and my blinkers were going off being like don't do it don't do it you're starting something you can't come back from you can't always yeah, you come can back totally can come you back. you can we yeah. had to come back we've i mean the um, iPad, after holiday yeah our ipad like goes on a mysterious vacation to somewhere some cupboard locked away oh, that's and we're a not good away. way like it, it's it's just not in the picture because I know that it like she'll just watch it for hours and she'll be clicking on this and watching these. It's like, different to TV. The, yeah, like I find they TV, really they addictive. can watch, but then they get up and go play, yeah. Yeah. and it's almost background. Yeah. But the screen is is totally addictive. And when we went away, we did a lot of journeys in the car when we were there too. I mean, the phone was all we had mm. to make that pleasant for everyone because yeah. we were with my pet, my my mum and my husband's parents. But. It was a day of hell when we got back because he'd open his eyes and be like, phone. Mm. But then once it's gone, it's amazing how quickly it goes. So you don't need to worry. You can yeah. always come back type of thing. Thank you. Good. It was a good yeah, point. I know, and I yeah. know. <laughs> That's um, Arnout, the designer of the Bugaboo Ant, doing a a uh, demonstration of the pram. That's and why you can hear. Highly impressive. <laughs> it is. It's an amazing I, piece of kit. It's like something out of Britain's Got Talent. Watching yeah. them do all the nifty. Yeah, yeah. so like yeah. impressive. Yeah. I knew he was the designer the minute he walked yeah. in. Yeah, why? What gave him away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's in got the jazziest pants. He is. He's got these like bright green and black like snake skin looking yeah and they're brilliant on the stroller front we are just getting to the point of when we go through the airport I have always carried Amandine but now she's 10 months she's getting heavy and with a backpack and that and I'm married to a French man who likes to travel with nothing oh like his passport in his back pocket yeah so he doesn't like to have any baby gear whatsoever in fact when anything new baby gear arrives he's like why on earth do we have this why do we have this I'm like fill me a summer house at the bottom of the garden I'll just shove it all in there you but don't have a John Peru then. We have no, we don't. We have a um, little jumping thing which is hung from our ceiling, but it's very minimal. You can hardly see it. Yeah. But I had to beg and beg and beg to get a play mat in our downstairs, and we have tiled floors throughout the house downstairs. So, you, yeah. so we had to have it. Like I was terrified of putting her down anywhere. So finally got a play mat. But travelling around the airport, I said to Hendrik last time when we got back, I was like, I'm not doing that again without a stroller. We need to take one. And I think that's this is an amazing bit of gear because it goes into the overhead compartment with you when you get on board the aeroplane doesn't it so you don't even have to drop it at the bottom of the plane or pick it up on the baggage but having it up until literally walking on the plane makes it pointful yeah. if you are checking in as you arrive and then you've got four hours without it yeah it's really no used to it no for me and how we use the buggy i guess i guess though it probably depends also on what kind of holidays you're going on it. We've done a couple of trips to the States, um, and both times, like, the buggy's just been so handy. Valuable, yeah. Yeah, we're walking, you know, like, we're getting in 20,000 steps a day or something, and she's obviously, like, not Needs up to that, chill, so. yeah. yeah. But, and you're right, if you're, like, set up at the beach or whatever, yeah. then you yeah. might not need it as much. But totally. if you... But also, I, I always find, like, if, like... If they are used to napping on the go, i.e. Yes. in a buggy or a car, yes. and they don't want to just lie in the shade or in the room, then the buggy, you know, with one of those snooze shades, is an invaluable piece of kit. And this at least means it's 
going to have its use throughout the whole journey yeah. and, and holiday, not just when you're there. Yeah, I also think the bugaboo ant has a the kind of famous zip on the bugaboo hood. It extends, So it yeah. comes quite far down, so it's a great way of putting them in the shade because I find that really tricky, actually, is finding shade to put Amandine in, especially this time when we went yeah. to France, it was tricky. Did you find that on your recent holiday? Yeah, so it was tricky. I mean, there was shade because there were trees. It was more like the breed, like keeping him cool. Yeah. Um, what we do have, which I would like recommend to everyone which i just remembered is we bought a office kind of clip-on desk fan so instead of not just one of those handheld ones like it's it's more powerful than that it's it's powered by like usb so you basically just charge it up like you would your phone and um you can clip it onto the pram or like onto whatever they actually have foam ones of those so if they put fingers in it's nothing yeah which might be I don't know if it's, I think that's battery operated yeah. but yeah it's like essential it seems when you have it you're like how did we not think to travel yeah. with this before yeah. but you know the first holiday or when they're little babies you do get all the stuff and I imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> second time round, it's a bit more like eh we'll muddle through more yeah. you know yeah. like the fan obviously is a lovely one but some of the things I think, yeah. drop off I guess some things drop off, but then some things are like, oh, well, if I've got two, then I need to have this, like, because it's, it's like another element. So then, in some ways, there's other things that get added to the list. Yeah. Basically, you're always a cart horse. Yeah. <laughs> always buying things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So I actually think that traveling um, with a, I would say up to around six months, is fairly straightforward. They poop, they sleep, they feed. Like, the way that... Like, I've never seen them develop Mm. so much as they do on holiday. And I don't know if it's just having both of us around or the different environment, but, like, they just come on so much. I think they do, because they're forced out of their routine and therefore they're learning and exploring and and everything. they just start doing things that you didn't realise or, like, even, like, their vocabulary gets better. Like, now Mm. they're, like, this much older or they become more sociable and it's amazing. So I think... Although it is not relaxing, it is so worth doing because you see them like. So basically, book a trip all the time because yeah. it's actually your development. Just pack up and go travelling. <laughs> and that's one thing I forgot to say up there that I wanted to say was, it is magical travelling with your babies, mm. isn't it? It is just the most beautiful thing watching them experience new things, new smells, new sights, new games. You know, it is just the most beautiful thing, and that most certainly nothing outweighs that, no matter how tricky it is. Yeah. Um, and However, expectation again, yes, because absolutely. you might be, have images of them just sitting on the sand, yeah. whereas <laughs> Ozzy wouldn't even put his feet down every time you oh, took no. him here he, yeah. for the really? first, he hated it. Now, it's a, hated the sand. you know, really? so not everything comes, and maybe it will for some, but just yeah. don't try and have no expectation yeah. because then... Yeah. It really doesn't matter. But if you're like, hey, I thought we'd be, you know, setting up camp on the beach, yeah. that might not happen, you know? And I love, and this is something I wanted to talk on the podcast, we couldn't really talk about out there about it, but the fact that you don't have a routine, and you mentioned that in your email to me about not having a routine. I um, Amandine loves routine. She basically created it from day one. She wanted one. I really wanted to be like, no, no routine, we're just going to wing it. But she, ne- she needed it. Um, listening to you, yeah. and you're going, okay, so normally at one o'clock she does this, and then blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was like, wow, she's got it down. Like, and she does, and it is. But I think that's the whole point. The it's minutes. the child. Like, yeah. I can't. 
every time I try and force or try and like, like you really need to sleep, you're over, it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. When I went, but then he'll suddenly he'll be like, buggy, tired. So I'm like, Aww. oh, okay. Like, so, but if I'm like just five minutes earlier, try and do it because yeah. it fits yeah. in for me. That's when it doesn't work. But then I think that's that's when it is less stressful for you is if you kind of let them yeah because like they know themselves and um yeah like we don't have any sort of routine and we're kind of very like we stay up late but then I guess we probably get up a bit later so it's just whatever works for you I feel like children are actually in different time zones I've got Mm. a friend who's always up at five she's out the house by like seven and it's Mm. ridiculous and I feel like Wherever they live, like two roads away, must be in a different time zone. <laughs> no, but every child is just like every, and that's my main thing. Just because they're babies doesn't mean they're not their own people. Yeah. We all operate on different yeah. time zone schedules. Mm. Some of us fall asleep easily. Some of us don't. Some of us like to eat breakfast. Some yeah. don't. Why? Just because they're babies and children, should they fit the pattern? It just makes yeah. no sense to me. They're pe- they're yeah. humans. So that's my view on all things. Yeah. To stop looking at everyone else and just look at your kid and be like, hey, what is their thing? Absolutely. But it was tricky for us, especially when we went to Portugal, because we knew that at, say, 12 o'clock at that time it was, at 12 o'clock she would be really, really tired. She doesn't nap in the buggy. Because we live in the country, I very rarely out with the buggy. Um, so she doesn't nap in it. She naps in the car occasionally, but she loves her cot if you put her down in her cot, she'll be out like oh a light God. within what five minutes. What is that minutes. like? That is, wow. Yeah. yeah. But she'll roll... I mean, there's, I guess there's benefits and pros and cons to everything. Because then you there? feel more trapped to home when you're not go. there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when we were in Portugal, we didn't take a stroller with us. And if I needed to get Amadine to sleep, she was past the point where I could wear her to go to sleep. So could I would... Did you lie on a sunbed with her, like, nope, in the shade? Not interested. She just wanted to be in her cot. So that oh. made it really hard. And I felt like I was missing yeah. out on a holiday. Because... I couldn't, luckily for us, it was an Airbnb, so we, I could just go sit by the pool or something. But I wanted to go and explore, and I wanted to enjoy it. So I am, I'm envious that However, there's no routine. yeah, but also, you know, they still get cranky if they're tired. Yeah. It's not like they're like, cool, let's go, party. Yeah. But, I, again, that's managing expectation, isn't it? That maybe when they're babies, yeah. you can't do as much as you think. So don't almost tease yourself by going somewhere, like, say, but... Yeah, or make it that, okay, we'll just go in the morning and make sure we're back, or whatever it is. But again, yeah. you only figure this out when you do it. You, yeah. can't, you can't plan these things. You have no. to see how it goes. Um, and also, if you know, say, your child loves a cot and sleep inside at nap time, if you can get a room where there's a guard, like a, a balcony or something, yes. so you know, well, they can be indoors, and idea. I can just get outside and read my book. Yeah. Then you're like, you don't, yeah. the missing What's out thing. I know, huh? what is a book? No, it's like that thing, like pages. Yeah, but like, you know, because you don't get to do that stuff that yeah. used to be like obvious holiday yeah. stuff. And also, a holiday is also a holiday for you. Like, I mean, you know, your days are filled with being at home maybe or working and all the stuff. Like, you're, you are allowed a break too. And yes, a break being a mum might be half an hour, mm. but that feels really good nowadays too. Yeah, so, especially not doing laundry. Right, and like mm. not having to think about cooking, shopping, cleaning. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, try and just take the small moments rather than comparing it to holidays yeah. gone past because it's just not going to be like that anymore. No, and but and make sure you have a clear few days in your diary once you get home Definitely. so you can just. Gosh, I never ever chill. do that. I literally get off the plane into something and it's always Gosh. so stressful because Amazing. kids take a while to adapt back. Yeah. Like, it's not they don't know, oh, we're home back to normal. It's like, 
why are you suddenly leaving? I've been with you 24 hours a day. Why are you popping? Yeah. You know? So and that is great also advice. Travelling is just exhausting. Like We yeah. worked out that even if you're going on a two-hour flight, yeah. it's probably still going to take you about eight hours yeah. door mm-hmm. to door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So travelling is exhausting. It is even more so when you're when you feel on edge the whole time that you're, you're right. trying to entertain kids and yeah. make sure that they sleep and whatever and don't do what he did and do a massive poo just as you're taking oh off no. so you have to hold him like Simba from the Lion King oh until no. you can the seatbelt signs are turned off um, but you're anxious and that that's stressful and tiring as well yeah. so I feel like yeah, yeah when you really get back draining. it's just you almost just need like a couple of hibernating days to um Gosh, I'm excited for number two again. Yeah, Yeah, and also go slow. Like, let them just play with their toys at home and you not feel under pressure to get everything done. Like, I'm quite... I can't bear the case is not unpacked oh, and neither. washing on mm-hmm. like it's the first thing I like to do but obviously you can't do that anymore yeah, yeah. so quickly you know like get them settled and then you can, and like yeah have a free day or two so that you can feel like get back to normal yeah. so otherwise what is the point yeah, if yeah. it's all such a stress like yeah. and oh my goodness we when we travel to France <laughs> it's only France it takes us 12 hours door to door because we have to drive from Exeter up to Bristol wait for our flight I mean on you flight, are far then, from the stuff oh my god and then <laughs> when we land in Bordeaux we have another two and a half hour oh. drive the other end how it long do you go for do you go for long minute. enough that you can decompress yeah we go for like 12 days at a right. time yeah because otherwise do it any no. shorter that would mm-hmm. also be I, I don't know like when you were a young free single <laughs> i.e. you and your husband jetting around we used to go away for like three days here yeah. Mm-hmm. Four day. yeah. now there's just no point like no. it's too stressful with a kid yeah. even if you think but they they're so, like I'll just wear them and yeah. like, it's still like Even mentally a week, like we were just away for a week and we were like actually we need to do 10 days because yeah. it, it takes, takes the first half it of does. the week to actually just relax and get into that holiday mode and um yeah and then by the time you know it it's time to come home again yeah um all I would say is we have gone back to the same place the last few times with Ozzy um both in South Africa and in Spain and knowing it the yes. lay of the land makes you relax much quicker because yes. you're not like okay where do we go you're literally like oh there's the pool we know exactly where everything is yeah, and that yes. really helps it does. so if you only have a week do a repeat I would yeah. say then try something new because yeah. you'll get more days out of it we yeah. had all those first time rides with Portugal things like will there be curtains so yeah. she can nap <laughs> you know I mean luckily for us they had those brilliant like roller down oh, yeah, outside like, blinds that's total pitch blackness I need those black. in my oh, life now I need them in my life I'm they're off. brilliant for him not oh, for me oh. <laughs> I could sleep right now <laughs> in there oh yeah oh, it's be I'm like narcoleptic <laughs> All right, I'm just going through selecting like the things that I think will be most useful to the baby, uh, to the listeners on here. Um, we were talking about essentials to take with you and requests, and I mentioned about you know requesting high chair, requesting cot if you are going places. And we've talked about this on the podcast before about taking a slept-on cot sheet, but a also, sleep bag. But also, if your child responds well to that yes exactly Ozzy yeah. never slept in his cot not one yeah. he's been in my bed he, yeah. he only got on his own bed when it was I got on the double bed mattress no and literally that was like a month ago see instead of a slept on cot sheet yeah. I'll just take myself yeah because I am the slept on cot <laughs> 100% like that for me travelling so easy as long as I'm there like that yeah. and also because I breastfed till he was two and a half as long as my boobs were there and I was there literally we needed nothing yeah. else but 
convert like so and that's why like if you need that and yes. if you do at least you know you've got the things that work yeah. you just need to know what works for you yeah. so if it's like that cuddly toy he isn't attached to a toy but some kids need their muslin or whatever yeah. to sleep have that again all comes down to the baby and your own experience which is why it's so hard because yeah. I think a lot when you're new to it you think okay but what works like you'll know you'll just yeah. have to figure it out unfortunately and it might be different for the next child yes as well. which then it's like oh I've got to start this whole process again yeah. you but know? then you trust in yourself a bit more yes. I think I think you kind of know well I kept this person alive yeah like yes. nails it three years yeah, yeah. So. Again. And also, like, ultimately, I always you say think... that with worry on your face, but oh, please look, look at him. I've seen this guy on a plane. Oh. But what I would also say is that, um, on that, like, really, what do they need? Yeah. You. I mean, yeah. like, when push comes to shove, like, there's yes. no point being worried, like, oh, I didn't pack the cotch. Like, it's not going to matter. Like, if no. you, like, cuddle up to a towel for a bit and then lay it on the bed, it probably do the same, you know? So don't get fixated on what you must have in case, because if the Wi-Fi is rubbish and the monitor doesn't work just have the door open and you'll you'll adapt because you have yeah, to don't yes. you just as long as you enjoy it yeah like it's supposed to be fun exactly one thing we didn't cover out there um, which I want to just uh, touch on is keeping babies cool if you're going somewhere mm. hot you mentioned you went to South Africa I'm not sure what time of year you went you've obviously just Best been away summer, yeah. Babies, especially young babies, I don't know how you found it with Buddy, but can we just appreciate how Buddy's holding his ear right now? And he's like, just like, guys, up, please, please, yeah. just I be quiet. Down. Enough, Look. enough. He's so cute. Um, keeping them cool, because young babies aren't mm. particular lovers of heat, are they? They can't cool down like we can. Like, we oh, know the no. things to do. Well, we went to Australia when, she, when Azari was six months old. We went to visit my brother, so we went in the hotel. We were staying in their apartment, and it was Sydney summer and it was a heat wave oh my and my brother's apartment didn't have aircon and they were like a young couple so they just sweating around each other well, yeah oh they goodness. bought a couple of fans and you know that worked for them and then we came along and like you know we had to run out by a unit yeah. and like literally we ended up in that 2 a.m sitting in my brother's Toyota Yaris because it was the only place oh that had aircon. And gosh. like, I mean, it was great because at 2 a.m. everyone in the UK was up, so we just called our family, <laughs> caught up and whatever. But it was a nightmare, so I think yeah, keeping them cool is so important. But that's where that clip on fan. Yeah. And like, don't put them in loads of clothes, yeah. but keep them in the shade. Shade is key. Some places have actually, I noticed this, we went to Seville, and they have bars there where they have spritz outside. Oh, yeah. Lovely. So if there's any places like that, then they're, they're always When they're a there. bit older, though, like, obviously, hopefully they like the water. Yeah. But also, like, um... I think covering them up, actually, in a thin, I guess, natural fibre layer probably keeps them more cool than yes. having... You know, like, if you sleep naked, it's hotter yeah, than if you have a layer? Yeah. Yes. So, especially in the buggy or mm. something, if they're getting all hot and... And then mm. the, the sling and stuff, mm. like, it's it's all very close, mm. isn't it? But again, you just got to... Like, I, I've, I've never cracked, like, what he should sleep in, still. No. Is he too I'm hot? I'm always hot? looking at the guys. And, and, and I just <laughs> feel like... it's always changing. And well, also, my son hates having a... He likes being cool, I've learnt, at night. So when I see him so cosy... He hated it. Yeah, yeah. some so, of them will just kick off the cover. Right, he won't have a duvet near him. Yeah, and so it's like you just figure it out with your child. Yeah. sorry, it's so no, boring. It's not. It's not. It's honest advice, and that's why we're here. So we touched on traveling in your local area as well on the panel. And this is the last thing I want to chat about. 
And I think we all agreed keeping it local was key. Mm. You know what's in your area. In you know the first few days, first few weeks even, you might want to stay at home for two weeks, and that is totally fine, and I regret not doing that. Um, we couldn't. It wasn't possible, but I regret it. Um, so go to your local coffee shop or something like that, right? Definitely don't push it unless you... Like, we also had to... Had jaundice and all that and had to go stay in a hospital overnight and all that, which was all very traumatic and unneeded, actually. I, I And also, trust your gut. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I know you're a new mum and they scare you with things, but, like, it's okay to put things off till t- the morning if it's nothing serious. Like, yeah. when it's serious, you don't blink. But when it's, like, they're fine feeding, doing all the stuff, they're just... The you know the pinprick says mm. you'd be like okay, let's just review it in an hour or two. Mm. You'd, I, that was my biggest regret: rushing mm. and then being kept in. But when you're a new like mum, that, you don't. Know I know, but they also scare you. you I, I think. did that with my second labour, and I was like, let's just call the midwives in an hour. <laughs> True. And then, like, the midwife got there, and she and was caught. like, okay, we we need to go. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> but the midwife was there about an hour before he arrived. Oh wow! Um, oh dream. Yeah. But um, yes, but. So if you don't need to, why do it? Yeah. You can spend your whole life ferrying them around, like, you yeah. know. So, yeah, keep it local and familiar. And, like, it's so nice going to your local coffee shop and seeing local lovely people who know you. Yeah, and it's, who won't judge you, I yeah. feel. and like, also, like, if it yeah. all goes to, you just leave. It's yeah. not a big deal. Exactly. Don't anticipate this giant big meal either. No. Like, something quite simple and easy yeah. and... Like they are I mean, you can the quickly run weeks. away from where you've paid the bill beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. slash I'll come back tomorrow. You know, I'll send yeah. you, send someone in. But yeah, I also think um, in the first couple of weeks they don't really do much, do they? Then, no. then so no. it's quite a good time if you want to explore it. Definitely, I think it's more navigating the toddler with it. But you can't stay in like they're not going to want to stay in for two weeks solid. Yeah. So oh, they go mad, right? And like going to the park or something, yeah. you know, like just go for half an hour, but get out. You'll feel good, and then you can feel good being home again. Absolutely. Let's finish off with three, they're all very similar actually, just three listener questions that we have. They are actually going back to, we'll make it two actually, they are actually going back to um, travelling abroad. So travelling overseas, five hour flight with a six month old, do I take food or do I just give breast milk? Is food too messy? Personally, I would just do breast milk and a couple snacks that might keep them occupied, that's all you need. Unless they're giant eaters, I guess, but six months. also, um, having been in on planes where you're delayed stuck on the plane yes. for hours anticipate like always pack like double snacks yeah. that's true actually yeah. yeah you just want to be prepared and not use better to but also yeah. um on food and travel even if he did eat well at home whenever we went away food was last on the list yeah. too much fun to be had if you've got milk or you're breastfeeding that as long as they're getting that before a year even after a year for us it was kind of enough because yeah. I couldn't pin him down to do it. Yeah. And even the breakfast buffet with it, obviously, as an adult, you're like, bring it on. He was like, meh, don't care, playground's there. Yeah. So I do think, though, that, like, just in the same way that sometimes, as an adult, when we're excited, we can kind of just, like, be like, oh, I need to eat. Don't like, be one of those people that forgets to eat. Oh, I've never understood those No, people. I can't do that. But there are, I, I kind of get that there are people who... Yeah, um, totally. I was like, oh, gosh, so, it's already like, two and I haven't. Something. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um... But so, you know, kids, I think what somebody said to me recently is take the whole week as a whole. Don't yes. worry about each particular yes. meal. So, like, as long as they're getting a bit of protein over the week, a bit of this over the week, it's so don't true. worry too much. Because yes. you can't anticipate three good meals every day. Like, do we always eat three good meals? No. But as long as you know that, like, if one of their meals had a bit of, like, 
broccoli or some yeah. blueberry in, yeah. you can be like, all right. And, and that takes the pressure off you because you're the only one stressing. They aren't stressing about it. No. And, and I also can... think anticipate snacks for the way home as well. Because yes. airports yes. abroad tend to be way worse than yeah. airports here. Yes. And so, so it's like a ham and cheese baguette or yeah, something. You're like, like right. And so I feel like just keep some aside, some snacks aside for the way home because... Like honestly, naked bar saved me on the way on the way back <laughs> from our last day. Such healthy snacks on the day. <laughs> Even your your non mate homemade. So last question: tips for jet lag with a six month old. Mm, we did yeah we did Australia when my daughter was six months and um, I would just say like I was saying just before so I think apparently it takes a day. An hour, I can never get it right. An hour per day, a day per hour. You sure, that's day not when you go under general anaesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a week. Per <laughs> I think yeah. a day per hour um, to transition back. So I just say like, don't stress about it because otherwise, you know, you're going to ruin your holiday worrying. Yeah. I think on holiday it's much easier to adjust because you're on holiday. There's no routine. There's more. There's two of you around on the whole. Um, going back, your partner might have gone back to work. You might be back at work. Like it's it's tricky. Um, so All I, I would say, though, as well, if you are on holiday and say say one of you, like you or your husband or partner or whatever, gets, is, is sleeping through, like even though it's, you know, the time difference is mad, try and vacate the room, I guess, yeah. or go out. So, like, yeah. let them sleep so that when you Definitely hit the wall at 9 a.m., yeah. they, you know, because there's no point all of you if there's no need. Like, mm. you do, you know, it obviously, hey, the whole thing's about, like, compromise if you can but like my husband's useless in the morning he's not morning that's my role but I can't do night I'm like done so I know he can pick up that happily whereas I need to go to bed you know so once you know where you function better on holiday I guess it applies the same you know I always take Ozzy out early when he's up at five because I know he can't so what's the point then I know I get my little nap in so I'm happy you know and like everyone needs the break it's not just you even though you need it like everyone does yeah be a and team yeah exactly i was going to say if you're going away if you've got someone else that you're going away with it is literally a team yeah and if you're going on your own you you're can amazing. go to your yeah but you can also do it to your own pace like yeah. there's no rules about holiday you don't have yeah. to achieve all the stuff and it's nap your when break. they nap and just oh. keep your energy levels you know you need energy have as well. that glass of wine yeah. Uh, it, yeah. you know enjoy it yeah. like it's cool like have the break Oh God, I can't wait to go on holiday yeah. in like a month. And drink wine. I mean, right now I feel oh, like... Oh, yeah, that thing. Right now I feel like I'm on holiday because it is getting so hot in here. Yeah, it's really, really so hot. On, the, <laughs> on that note, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies. Thank it has you. been Thank a you. pleasure to talk about all things mum stuff. We could literally talk all day. Thank you so much. We could have kept talking for so much longer. They are just the most lovely women. And Buddy was asleep on Emma pretty much the whole time. And he's so cute. Just him there lying on Emma just made my heart ache for getting home to Amandine. So cute. I hope that was helpful for you. I know I definitely took a few travel tips away with me. When I next go on holiday, I'm going to definitely channel my inner Olivia. Amandine has her routine that she loves, but when we went last went to Portugal, it was really difficult to feel like I got any form of a break because I was just very focused on Amandine getting enough sleep and putting her down when she wanted to go down, and that was really 
around her routine that she had at home. And it's lovely that she's able to nap so well in a cot, but it kind of creates problems when you want to go out and about and have them napping in the pram so you can go out for lunch or go out for dinner and see the sights. And it was tricky. We didn't go out for dinner once because Emmeldine had to be in bed at seven o'clock. So next time I'm going to try a little bit harder and maybe persuade Elandine to ease out of her routine a little bit if I can. So on to the next bit of the podcast and listening back to this, oh goodness, I love his accent. I love Arnout's accent. So here is all the lowdown on the bugaboo ant from the designer himself. And if you want to look at it whilst I am talk to him, go into the description of the podcast within the platform that you're listening to it on and click on the link and it'll take you through to the bugaboo ant. I am now joined on the podcast by Arnout, who is the actual designer of the bugaboo ant. He is going to tell us a little bit about the bugaboo ant, its features, why it's so great from a parent point of view. He is a parent himself. How many kids have you got? Yeah, two kids. Two kids? Yeah. Are they, how old are they? They're uh, nine and 11, so oh. a little bit too old so for So you are stories. so experienced. Yeah. But you've been working with bugaboo for a really long time, yeah. right? Yeah, more than 15 years. Oh, wow. So, so before your kids? Yeah, yeah. But you know, as a, as a designer, you're trained to kind of imagine situations where you're not really part of yourself yeah uh i must say when i got parents and used the products myself it did change a little bit the way i uh, saw strollers but then again it's very personal right yes uh, what kind of stroller do you like how do you use it what situation do you live in so yes yeah. but i imagine there were things you know when you your kids came along and you're thinking oh god that needs to be on the stroller because it is not on this one or Right. Well, um, I actually designed the, the Bugaboo Donkey while I oh, had, did you? had kids. So uh, that was like my third child back yes. then. Yes. <laughs> part of our family. And what I really, really appreciated was uh, the side luggage basket there. So okay. when I got my second child, I actually preferred to uh, have him in a carrier and use the uh, side luggage basket for our groceries. Brilliant. Uh, so instead of going out with two kids in the stroller, I preferred to have all this luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about the Bugaboo Ant, which, I mean, seeing it firsthand today, I haven't ever seen one before. It looks brilliant. And what I love so much is that you can shove it in the overhead locker with most airlines, right? Yeah. And because I hate that you can take your stroller to the bottom of the plane, that's great. But then when you get off, you've got to go all the way through and you haven't bought a baby carrier, so you're carrying them. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's quite carnage, especially if you're traveling by yourself. Um, And so tell us all about it. Yeah, I think uh, what you say is really uh, right to the, to the point. I mean, uh, we observe people traveling, not only by plane, but also in the public transport, yeah. you know, carrying their kids in their stroller and all their stuff. And uh, we thought we, well, we should have a product that suits it better than, than everything that's out there. Um, so like uh, uh, four or five years ago, we started on this journey, really trying to, to make this super compact uh, stroller, but with all the comfort. Uh, that you are used for of, of a bugaboo stroller, so uh, we saw that all these compact strollers didn't have the comfort that you that you also want for such a compact stroller. Why would you compromise, right? Uh, and all this luggage that was also really key for us. So uh, having comfort, uh, being able to use it from birth, uh, having a really ergonomic seat, uh, and still having good luggage options that was mm-hmm. a key for the bugaboo end. Um, and I think we succeeded in into getting all these functionalities in a really uh, well-working product. The driving comfort is amazing with all the suspension. That's what you expect of a Bugaboo product. 
the luggage options. You can actually leave luggage in there when you fold it, so it actually works a little bit like a suitcase. Amazing. Um, so it does look like a little suitcase when you fold it all the yeah, way down as well. Yeah, that was um, on purpose. Yeah. I mean, we set out also to, to come up with a new design language for us because uh, we know that many of our competitors got inspired by Bugaboo design. Mm -hmm. uh, so we also wanted to raise the bar there again and, and think of a new design language for us. So we work much more in services design. And the suitcase is also like a, a service, right? It's, it's, it's packaging. Uh, it's like a suitcase. So uh, we tried to combine that into this product, uh, having it look like a suitcase. And also the trolley mode, like you can, you can pull it behind you. It's also like a suitcase. You don't mm -hmm. have to carry it, even though it's a lightweight stroller. You don't always want to carry it. No. Uh, and I think the seat was really important. So the reversible seat, the separate seat, you can use it from birth on. You can you can start by having this contact with your child, and it's a very straight up uh, seat if you want to. So also the ergonomics is really important for us. That was the key. So luggage and the seat and the comfort and the driving and the design. So quite a lot of things yeah. uh, in the stroller. Uh, yeah. That's why it took so long. Yeah, and also the fact that it does it like a suitcase, but it's also got those hard shells on the side, right, yeah. to protect it from any damage. Because I yeah. hear that a lot, is that airlines have broken my stroller. Yeah. Or, you know, I put it in the overhead compartment and someone shoves something in and they've ripped something. Yeah. It's robust, right? Yeah, yeah it is. And uh, we have replaceable side panels. So oh, wow. we also saw some parents already putting stickers on there, you know, like travel stickers. Mm -hmm. I've been here and there. Uh, and if, you cool. are, if, if it's really too damaged, you can just replace the side panels and you yeah. have a brand new stroller. Yeah. So, so that is something that's very important. If something damages, you can easily repair it. Yeah. We are, we are coming to the point where we're having to travel with the stroller right now right. because normally I would carry her, but she's 10 months, she's getting heavy, yeah. and yeah. I literally look like a donkey every time <laughs> I go to the airport. I've got backpack on, I'm uh -huh. carrying something. Yeah. I'm married to a French man. He does not like to travel with luggage. So he's like, I want my passport in my back pocket kind of That's thing it. and nothing else. So I'm there, like looking like a right donkey right. with baby and backpack and everything. But we are now at the point where the time has come. We need to travel with a stroller. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the fact that you've got the back pocket in yeah. at the back so you can just shove bits in there and you don't yeah. have to take them out when yeah. you fold down the stroller. Yeah. That's genius. <laughs> Thanks. Because I hate that you, when you know, a normal a stroller, you have to undo the basket and then put it down yeah. and oh, yeah. nightmare. So that is brilliant. And the sunshade as well, because that's another thing. Traveling mm -hmm. with Amandine now, she doesn't want to sit in the shade. She doesn't want to go to sleep in the shade. Right. So having the zip up with the canopy yeah. that you can bring down, yeah. that's also brilliant. Yeah. So brilliant. Great design. Yeah, thanks. And it, yeah, of course, the um, the challenge was to fit it all in such a compact uh, yeah. uh, package. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, almost like a transformer if you unfold it, right? It's yeah. Cluck, 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 and there's this beautiful seat. And, yeah. I didn't get to see your demo, but you're going to have to demo for, it, oh. for me now because I want to see a pro do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners about um, the Bugaboo Ant or Bugaboo at all on the podcast? Um, well, I think this is, this is just, uh, again, a new step for us. Uh, I think Bugaboo is, uh, yeah, is all about innovation, about new products, so... Uh, Probably in the next few years, you will see also some really cool new innovations for parents coming out of the market. Uh, not only strollers. So we're working on several other ideas as well, which is really Ooh. exciting. So I hope we can, yeah, we can give the parents uh, a lot of confidence so they can just keep on living their lives and, mm -hmm. and supporting them and traveling with the kids and everything else. I mean, that's what drives us every day. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts behind and the design behind the Bugaboo Ant. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I know I'm married to a French man, but 
isn't his accent just lovely and so calming and relaxing? Anyway, back to travel. I hope that was really helpful for you. So if you are in the market for a stroller, especially a travel stroller, I would 100% recommend you going to check it out um, at one of your local John Lewis stores. So they are available exclusively at John Lewis to have a look at at the following stores. So Oxford Street, Stratford, White City, Brent Cross, Blue Water, and also Peter Jones. They're all in London, obviously. Um, and then they're available for demos and pre-orders kind of everywhere else, although I'm definitely not seeing extra on that list. So I would recommend you calling up your nearest John Lewis and just checking that they have one in store for you to have a look at. So they are on sale from now and they will be on sale everywhere else across other retailers also in September. Thank you so much for listening as always and I will catch up with you all on Wednesday. Lots of love and have a lovely weekend.